God will hear the word of God. I boldly declare that my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. My ears are open. And I better not go to sleep. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, Father, we thank you for this time that we have to fellowship around your word. And, Father, I thank you for using me as a vessel unto honor fit to teach your word. And I pray that every barrier that will hinder us from hearing what the Spirit of God is saying to us today is broken, is null and void, and our hearts are ready to receive the incorruptible seed of your word so that our lives can be changed for the better. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you this morning. Today we're starting a new series that I believe is much needed in every believer's life. Because I think we live in a world that really doesn't have any absolutes anymore. Uh, we, we live in a world where right is viewed as abnormal. Uh, we live in a world where truth has very little value. And so, Christians, we must choose the biblical standard that we're going to live our lives by so we can uh, at least experience consistent results. Can someone say amen to that? And so if you're taking notes, our series is entitled Back to the Word. And today's lesson title, which I normally keep them the same, but today I decided to divide them. Today's lesson subtopic is The Word Begins. The Word Begins. And the purpose of the lesson today is to help us see that when we start with God's Word in every situation in our lives, we will always end with what I call Word Manifestation. In other words, when you start with God's word and you stick with it and you stand on it, you're going to end with what I call a word manifestation or with what God's word promises us we would have. So I want you to find two verses of scripture. I want you to find John chapter 1 verse 1. And then I want you to find Genesis chapter 1 verse 1. That was John 1 1. And then that was Genesis 1 1. And then I want you to write down for... The first point today is everything started with the word. Everything started with the word. And if you're in John 1, 1, say I am. am. All right. Let's read the first part of the verse. It says in the what class? In the what? In the beginning was the what? Was the word. Now we can say the word was in the beginning. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and read its part with me, and the word was God. This means everything we see only exists because of the word. In other words, if you can see it, if you can smell it, if you can touch it, if you can taste it, it only exists because the word started the whole thing out. Amen. Another way of saying it is everything exists because something was said. Amen. Now go to Genesis chapter 1 very quickly. Genesis 1. Genesis 1. Everything got started with the word. And without the word, nothing got started. And when you and I got saved, the only way we got saved is because we heard the word. And I tell people this all the time. 
If you had to hear the word to get saved, you need the word to live saved. In other words, let me put it like this. Here's an example I have. What fuel does it take to start a car? It's not a trick question. Come on. Gas, gasoline. In other words, you cannot start a car unless you have gasoline. So if it takes gasoline to start the car, it's going to need gasoline to keep the car running. Well, if you got saved by the word, you're going to need the word to keep living saved. Now, once you save, you're saved. But I'm talking about living a life that's a victorious living. Amen. Now, watch verse 1 of chapter 1 in Genesis. It says, in the what class? Boy, that sounds familiar, doesn't it? In the beginning, what happened? God did what? He created what? The heavens and the what? The earth. Verse 3. And God what? Said, let there be light. So, Basically, the way God created things from the beginning is that he used some words. So watch this. God, who you know and I know is smarter than all of us. He said, before I do anything, it has to start with what I say. And that's the problem with most believers. We see a problem and we say the wrong thing. If he said in the beginning was the word, then that should be the beginning of our word. And if it took the word to start everything, it's going to take the word to continue everything. Go to 2 Timothy real quick. 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 16. 2 Timothy 3.16. And then I'm going to jump into what I want to do this morning. 2 Timothy 3.16. See, I found that a lot of Christians are word anemic. See, when you go to the doctor and your blood is low, you know, they say that you are anemic. That means you lack what? Blood. Well, I have found that many Christians are word anemic. So when they're going through situations, they don't have enough word in them to walk them through. Because the scripture says, if you faint in a time of adversity, your strength is small. So if your strength is small, your word is small. All right, 2 Timothy chapter 3, are you there? I'm going to look now in verse 16. It says, what's the first word of that verse? How much? How much? All what? All scripture. We can just say all word. All word is given by inspiration of what? God and is what? Stop right there. We're just going to stop. You can read the rest of it at home. Basically, the word of God is profitable. Now, if you, how many of you own your own business? Let me see your hand. If you own your own business. Okay. Now, it's great to have a business that's profitable. Basically, that means you have more income than you do expenses. And so, God's word is profitable, which means that if we stand and learn the word and we stay in the word, it is eventually going to profit our life. Amen. He says it's profitable for doctrine, reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Verse 17 says that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. So basically, 
the word is profitable. Now, here's the second point I want you to write down, and then we're gonna, I'm going to give you some scripture. Go to Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, Hebrews 4, 12, and then here's the second, the, the second lesson or the second uh, point I want to give you. The word produces life. When you start consuming the word, just like food has nutrients in it, when you start consuming the word, the nutrients of the word gets inside of your heart. In other words, let me, the, the main nutrient in the word is faith. The scripture says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So the main nutrient that's in the word is faith. So if I get the word in me, I get faith in me. Amen. In Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12, let me show you this. The word produces life. It says, for the word of God is what? Quick, that means alive and powerful. And the word is sharper than any two-edged sword. And the word pierces even to the dividing of your soul and your spirit. See, the problem that many believers have of why they can't hear from God is because they have too much soul life in them. Notice it says the word is a quick, it's alive, it's powerful, and it's able to divide between how I feel and what is real. See, how I feel may not be what's real. You say, well, Pastor, what do you mean by that? You can feel some pain, but in reality, you're healed by his stripes. So sometimes when we're walking through circumstances, if we don't have enough word inside It can't divide us between the soul and the spirit. And that's why many people can't hear from God clearly because they have their souls drowning them out. That's why I tell people, if you're going through a difficult time, try not to make too many permanent decisions. Amen. The best way to change a temporary situation is to apply a permanent solution. In other words, if you're going through something in your life today... Jesus said heaven and earth is going to pass away. So that means anything on this realm is temporary. So if I learn how to apply a permanent solution to my temporary situation, I'm going to experience some positive change. Well, what is the solution to a temporary situation? The word. Because he said heaven and earth is going to pass, but he said, but the word is never going to pass away. He says, it's sharpening any two at his sword, dividing even to the soul of spirit and joining to marrow. Watch this. And it is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of our heart. In other words, the word is the solution to any issue I may have. And when you realize that it, it actually produces life in your life. See, Mary, write down, just write down this Luke chapter 1 verse 38. God got ready to do something in Mary's life, but he needed her permission. The angel came to her and said, you know what? You're going to have a child. She said, how in the world that's going to happen? I, I haven't slept with a man. And finally, he explained that the Holy Spirit is going to come on you and overshadow you. And then Mary said something very powerful. She said, be it unto me according to what you just said. She said, according to your word. In other words, God's word has the ability to produce some life in my life. Amen. Go to 1 Peter quickly. 1 Peter. I know we, I'm down here. I'm Professor Connor this morning. 1 Peter chapter 1. 
First Peter 1. Let me show you this. Boy, this one right here, this will, this will knock your pantyhose off right here. First Peter chapter 1, look at verse 23. Let me show you something about the word. Are you there? Say, I'm there. He says, being born again. That means I had to be born once. You were first born naturally, then you were born spiritually. He says, being born again, not of corruptible seed, which is natural, but of what class? But of incorruptible, by the what? Word of God, which what? Lives and abides forever. Okay, let's just break that down. He's saying here, when you got born again, you were not born again of something that was perishable. You got born again of something that was non-perishable. In fact, if you look up that word incorruptible, it actually means impossible to decay. He says you have been born with something that is impossible to decay. It also means immortal. Now, you can write down 1 Timothy 1.17. It says, now unto the king, talking about God, eternal, immortal, invisible, the only wise God. In other words, the word has the same DNA of who God is. And man, if I can start putting his word in my heart, his DNA begins to flow and I'll begin to think like him. And when you learn to think like God, there is no problem in your life that is not solvable. Amen. Being born again or reborn, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible. Now, if you'll go over, I don't want to turn there. I'm just going to tell you. Uh, when you look up the word immortal or incorruptible, it also means immortal, meaning to last forever, eternal. So here we are. This is why we can be natural beings. That's just the house that we live in. But the real me is on the inside. Because when I got born again, God put himself inside of me. Now, if my body is the car, my spirit is the engine, the word is the fuel. So if I put no word in my heart, I'm going to have a difficult time traveling down the road to life. That's called more abundant. Did y'all get that? All right. It took the word to start everything. I'm going to say it again. It is going to take the word to continue everything. Uh, the scripture says, if therefore you have received Christ Jesus, therefore walk you in him. Now, how did you get saved? You confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ, right? And believed in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you were saved. But then it goes on. Go to Romans 10. Let me show you something. Go to Romans 10. Go to Romans 10. Let me show you this, that, that whole verse in context because you'll see the power of the word when you see this in context. Romans 10, look now in verse 8. It says, but what says it? The word, everybody say the word. Now touch your neighbor and say, he's talking about the word. He says, the word is close to you. It's even in your mouth. 
and in your heart, that is the word of what? Faith that which we preach. Verse 9. That if you shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and shall believe in your heart that God's raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Watch verse 10. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Watch the next verse. For the scripture says, whosoever believes on him shall not be ashamed. I'm dropping down to verse 13. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Watch the power of the word. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how can they believe in him in whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear, hear what? The word without a what? See, that just solves the people that, you know, bedside Baptist, that solves that right there. He said, how can you hear without a preacher? And how can they preach except they be what? Sent. And then verse 17 says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. So when I begin to hear the word, faith begins to rise in my heart. And this is why the devil keeps so many of us out of the word. It's amazing. We got saved. We got in the word. The word got in us. Because see, you can know if the word got in you when the word comes out of you. You know, see, I stopped cussing like that. There t- let, me, let, me, let me help the cussers in the room because I know we have some. Not a lot, just a few. Let me help you. There are two ways that I helped stop cussing. It took me a couple of years, but I stopped. First thing I did is I listened to people who cursed. And they sounded terrible. And I'm, here it is, I'm criticizing them, but I'm a cusser too. I'm like, man, that sounds awful. What? Can they they could have used a different word than that. And, and then that was my first way, so I started listening to people that cuss. But then the second thing I did, I started putting the word in my heart. And when you start putting, what, let me just say it like this, what goes in comes out. We know that in the natural, don't we? Y'all are so slow this morning. I know we got up an hour earlier, but if you didn't get that one, you'll get it later on today. <laughs> I promise you that. <laughs> okay, I'm staying in the spirit. Watch this. This is deep right here. This is deep. Whatever area in my life that is under the authority of the word will have life. But whatever area in my life that's not under the word does not have life. So all you have to do to overcome struggle is to put word where the struggle is. Because if, the, if, 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 this, if my finances are under the word, that means I'm going to obey the word. When I obey the word, the results of the word are going to come back in my life. That means life is going to be there. But if I have an area over here, let's say, uh, go to James real quick. Go to James. Go to James. I don't know the verse yet. I'll get over there and I'll see. James chapter 5. No, James chapter 3. Go to James chapter 3. It says in verse 6. And the tongue is a what? What is it? It's a fire. The tongue is a fire. Now let me ask you a question. What comes out of your tongue? 
words. And here's where the rubber meets the road. When the word is in you, the word comes out of you. When the word comes out of you, watch this now, faith begins to come. Because remember, faith don't come by reading. It comes by hearing. So it's wonderful to read because you need to read for study, for comprehension, for information, that kind of thing. But the Holy Spirit's job is to bring back those things that I study and I remember. But when I begin to say some things, because, you know, there's a, there's a man that came to Jesus and he said, uh, my daughter needs to be healed. He said, Jesus said, I'll come to your house and heal her. He said, you don't even have to do that. He said, if you just speak the word only. I know, what you, I know that when you say something, it's going to happen. So don't even worry about wasting your mileage on your sandals. Just speak the word and I know the word is going to go all the way to my house and it's going to take care of the situation. Well, when you start putting the word in you, that word is going to cause you to come out of you and you're going to start saying stuff that you should be saying instead of what you shouldn't be saying. And you know what? You're going to start seeing some results in your life that's going to stagger your mind. See, when you get a bill in the mail and you didn't expect it, instead of opening up your mouth saying, I don't know where in the world I'm going to get this money, that's the wrong confession. You should look at the bill and say, all of my needs are met according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. You don't have to know how God's going to do it for him to do it. Listen, if you're waiting to find out how he's going to do it before he do it, then you're going to be sitting around a long time because God's mind is bigger than yours. Listen, I have watched God do things. Y'all heard the story, but it just fits where I'm saying right here. See, what you don't know is God's inside of you to the degree that what you say happens for you. Jesus said, what things soever you desire when you say or pray, what did it say? You're going to have So I'm wondering why your arthritis is acting up so bad. Because you're announcing it to everybody. Girl, my arthritis, that Arthur is working. Arthur is working today. Me and Arthur, we went out last night, boy. He, he. Listen, it doesn't say somebody else, I'm going to get what somebody else says. It says, I'm going to have what I say. So here's my question. What are you saying? You don't have to know how God's going to do it before you say it. When we, when, when we were buying our first car and we went over there and found the car and we put our hands on that car and claimed that car in Jesus' name, came back the next day, saw a better car. This is when we first got married. Saw a better car. So we got that car. But we forgot that we put hands on that car and we, we told that car what to do. You are mine and can nobody else buy you. We went on about our business. Now, I worked at the car lot. So I watched that car sit in the car lot. So finally somebody came and bought the car. The car was gone for a day. The car comes back. People's finances didn't work out. No big deal. I got my car. About a couple of days later, whatever, a week or so, 
Somebody else bought the car again. They drove the car off. And it was on a Friday, I'll never forget. So they kept it Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That car rolls back up in there Monday. I said, can't nobody, what's wrong with that car? Can't nobody buy that car? Lord said, can't nobody buy it until you take your words off of it. So now I have to learn how to put this incorruptible seed. Go to Matthew 4. We'll we'll close right here. Go to Matthew 4. Go to Matthew chapter 4. Listen, the word is so important that Jesus said, you can't just live on fruit loops, cantaloupe, and strawberries, and greens, and onions. You can't just live off of that stuff. Look in verse 4, Matthew 4. Are you there? Say, I'm there. Jesus said, man shall not live by what? Bread alone. But man shall live how? By how much? How much? You can't just, you just can't pick and choose. He said every word that comes out of the mouth of God. God's word is so important. You can't just live on natural food and live. Jesus said he came that we may have life and life how? More abundantly. So that means I can have life, but not necessarily have life more abundantly. And that should be the difference between us and the world. Complaining is a sign that you don't believe what God's word says. Oh, my God. Thank you for those scattered hand claps right there. No, 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 seriously, seriously. Because, see, I feel some complainers in the room. Just look at, look at your neighbor. Just look at them. Just look at them and say, mm-hmm, look like you. No, no, no. Seriously, seriously. I feel there are complainers in the room. And you can change your circumstance by changing what you're saying. It's simple. You say, pass it. Okay. How many here have a pet? Let me see your hand if you got a pet. Okay. All right. Well, we have one too. Our pet is named Princess. Okay. Princess can be on the other side of the house. And anybody, even Landon. Well, no, he, she may not respond to Landon because he tortures her. So, I mean, he, y'all pray for Landon. Have y'all seen that commercial, the sweet and sour, where that little gummy bear and the man is riding a bicycle? And, uh, you know, he's got the bridge. It looks like he's going through the bridge riding the bike. And, and it's not a bridge. It's like a, a brick wall. And he hits it and falls out. How many have seen that commercial? Let me see your hand. Okay. That's Landon. He's the gummy bear. The gummy bear is the one that put the wall up. And then the man falls down. And he gives him a Band-Aid. Well, you put the wall up. Landon's like that. Sweet one minute, just sour the next minute. But princes, for the most part, will listen to the rest of us. I don't care where I am in the house. I say, princess, princess, come trotting. You know why princess comes? Because I called her. You know why some things we're going through, we're going through them? Because we're calling it. And see, what we don't realize is that words are seeds, so they don't always come up overnight. Yeah. 
but they do come up over time. So just because you started being positive last week doesn't mean that the negative words you've been speaking for the last five years ain't going to keep happening. You got some seed in the ground you need to counsel, baby. Look at your neighbor again and say, I don't know who he's talking to now. <laughs> Look at him again and say, but it's you, though. It's you. It's you. It's you. So here, here's your assignment this morning. Because I'm trying to just be as plain as I can get it. Because, see, the reason why I put our staff on what I call, uh, because this is going to be the word month, that they already pray every morning. That's fine. That's wonderful. But I said, you know what? I'm going to make sure that my staff is in the word. Because, see, it starts up here and it drops down. So I said, you know what? We're going to take work time and get in the word. Now, see, you can't do that at your job now. My pastor told me that I can read my Bible before I start. You're going to get fired. <laughs> You're going to get fired. No, I said, you know what? Y'all going to stay from 9 to 930. You're going to read the word. And then at 930, you're going to pray. You know, they pray for the church and they pray for, you know, all of y'all and people sick and all that stuff. So we're going to start right there. But I'm doing it because I want them to see that it's important to get in the word. And I think there are some people here today, every head bow right here, every head bow. 